0: Hello, and welcome to the F The Glitter Podcast. Uh, a podcast that is centered around highlighting women of color in the world of graphic design, brand design, brand strategy, marketing strategy, and public relations. I am your host Ashley of A Louise Creative, and today I have the honor of having Miss Camille Davis as a guest with us. Camille is the owner of a Montage PR located in Washington DC. Ah! For those of you that don't know, I'm a DMV native, so to have somebody from home is like, yes! So, Camille, please tell us about you, your business, and how awesome you are. Thank you so much. And I love that you just keep
1: putting those positive words out there and telling me how awesome I am. We need more sisters like you. So thank you just for that. But I do want to say that, well, first of all, as you said, my name is Camille Davis and I have this amazing business and brand, Montage Public Relations, Montage PR is what I'm mostly known as. And I've been in business since 2010. Um, I like to say that Recently, I'm more so a thought influencer because I have the ability to change the perception of the public towards my clients' images, towards their brands. I get to form those opinions for them in their mind, strategically, of course. So every day I'm creating tactics and rationale to why my client should be, you know, front and center in in whatever niche they have or whatever market they're trying to target. It's my job to make sure that I'm conveying the messages that they want to their public. A lot of people may have a brand or a product or they may even be a public figure themselves. However, they don't know how to communicate. What is it that you actually do? What is it that I value as an organization? You know, what do I want from my customers? So that is, that's my job essentially to connect you with the public.
0: Okay, so if I want to get on the news or if I need to figure out how to make it to that next step of being known and you're the person I need to talk to for sure. Okay. Y'all y'all remember that now. And you're trying to get found, you need to talk to Camille. That That's yeah. what she's here for. Okay, Thank cool. You. So when did you know that you wanted to be in this particular industry?
1: I would say that it came around maybe my junior, end of junior year going into senior year of high school. Mm. So what is interesting, and I've never shared this story with anybody. <laughs> my junior year Um, I attended St. John's. I'm not sure, since you're from the area. St. John's College High School on Military Road in D.C. That was Mm -hmm. my school. I've been in private school all my life. So I reached out to Spelman my junior year. Let them know that was the only option for me. I only wanted to go to Spelman. You know what they told me? Holler at us next year. What school does that to a budding, excited, you know... That's teenager the got options. Does that? Why not use <laughs> that as an opportunity to say, "Hey, come visit us." Even send me a shirt, uh-huh. a sweatshirt, to establish that brand loyalty. Right mm-hmm. to ever since then, lost total respect for Spelman. Wow. My junior year that summer, going into my senior year, I had the opportunity to go to Penn State. Never even thought of Penn State as an option. Mm-hmm. I went there for a multicultural journalism workshop because I knew that I had strong writing skills. At this point, I didn't know what I was going to do. I always thought, hey, I'll be a lawyer because you know, growing up, your parents are like, are you going to be a doctor? Are you Are going to be a lawyer? You know, they want you to be the best. You know? and At that time, those were the only people that we're really making the money, you know? Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll just be a lawyer. So no real you know, love for law. But again, I knew that I was a strong writer. So I went to this journalism workshop, loved it. I, it was natural. I'm a people person. I love to talk to people. I love to interview people. Um, I had the opportunity to be man on the street. I had a beat where I was reporting stories. I actually got to put together my first newspaper when I was in high school. However, what it also taught me were the many fields in communications that it was more than just writing, that I could do advertising, that I could mm-hmm. do mass media, that I it opened me to this world of public relations that was all encompassing of all those things. So I was like, why limit myself when I can just do PR and I can still have That's that public thing. speaking aspect, I could still write. That was kind of my world and I was already good at kind of promoting people, you know. I would like to kind of think that people kind of sent to me you know (laughs) i don't know why but every relationship that i've been in every friendship i've always been that one encouraging people promoting them you know telling them that they need to level up and this is what you need to do next so it kind of just came naturally to me as being a people person why wouldn't I do public relations? So I went to college with a clear idea and path of what I wanted to do. I knew what my major was going to be. And and it just kind of happened from there. However, I never knew what entrepreneurship was like until ah. I <laughs> Never knew what that world was. Because again, I was conditioned to think that- You got to get a oh, job. Be a president, be the president of the United States, be a lawyer, be a doctor. I never had those mom and pop business owners to look up to. I Mm -hmm. never had to run a family business. So I never understood that, hey, I can do that too. Mm -hmm. It was only until I came out of college in 2007, there were no jobs. It was in the middle of a recession. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll go to grad school. You know, what else was a necessary step? I never right. even thought about, you know, school past college. College was a major accomplishment for me. But why not? Let's continue my education. So I came back home. I went to GW. I thought that I was going to kind of tailor my path in public relations. To find out, okay, do I want to do sports, public relations? Do I want to do entertainment? Do I want to do public affairs? What type of PR do I want to do? Mm-hmm. I still couldn't figure it out because <laughs> I really had so many different lanes: entertainment, tourism, beauty. I had already started, you know, representing a a, a rapper at the time. I was mm-hmm. already planning events for my church um, on the nonprofit side. So rather than limit myself. I said, I'm a montage. I'm a montage of all of Damn. these things. And that's just where Montage Public Relations came from. And rather than, you know, limiting myself and being this, you know, jack of all trades, the master of none, I didn't let that discourage
0: me. Okay, that's what's up. You know what, you are the one person who gave me the most thorough answer. Oh, like, thank you. I was hoping I wasn't taking too much time. No, nah, Hunty, we good. <laughs> <laughs> That's too bad you didn't end up going to the AUC because I went to Clark. Because when you said Spenna, I was like, oh, she ended up in the AUC too. And it's like, no, I still, you should have came I, to Clark. I feel you like I to Clark. That.
1: I want that. Like, I want that community. And I feel like I messed up or missed out by not having that HBCU experience because I see the relationships that people were able to make Mm -hmm. and how it's benefiting them years down the road. And it's like, dang, I wish I wanted that. How much did Penn State really do for me to be on my resume?
0: Well, not much. You're making your money though, right? Yeah. Well, that's true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> difficult, And that's what a lot of people don't realize is it's difficult being an entrepreneur. I literally have to sit here and pound the pavement for every single
0: dollar that comes into my business. Well, if You don't work. You don't. Yeah. You know? And I, I think a lot yeah. of people miss that. They're like, well, no, I don't think a lot of people miss that. I think a lot of people, what happens is we, we get caught up in seeing the glamour of, you know, all these six, seven figure coaches and all these, you know, Oh yeah, I made a million dollars. Okay. So when you look at the business, the money part of it. Yeah, your business made a million dollars, but how much, how was that broken down? That wasn't a million dollars in your pocket. That was a million dollars in revenue, but that's not profit, that's not your expenses, that's not advertising, that's not your taxes. For that million dollars, that's not your self employment tax. That's not your payroll. I mean, you look like what it was a million dollars, yeah, but that that wasn't broken down like that. And so, when it for comes sure. to working for yourself, you you gotta be an accountant at least for the first six months. You gotta figure out like how this is supposed to spread because you can't Absolutely. just. You can't just just be like, oh, yeah, I made $500. Great. So, really, you only made, like, $50 because after you pay the light bill. <laughs> <Right. deal. Yeah. laughs> Absolutely. So, PR. Okay, so this is, like, really exciting because everybody that I've talked to so far was like, I'm a creative, but I'm a, I'm a designer. I'm a designer first and then a brand strategist, marketing strategist. But you're, like, you're a PR. And, like, PR is, like, <gasps> you talk to the people. So, oh. like, What's your favorite type of client to work with? Like, which one, like, really gets you, like, hell, we gonna do this?
1: I wanna say my favorite type of client is the one that realizes that I'm an expert in my own right and that's willing to just sit back and let me put together a plan for us to follow. A lot of clients, well, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are some clients who no, I don't want to do that. No, I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. Well, what did you hire me for? You mm-hmm. know, I need you to trust that I have built relationships in the industry, that I know what it takes to get you on the news. I know what it takes to, you know, get brands to write about you. I know what reporters are looking for. Mm-hmm. So when someone kind of tries to come in and and they want to manage the program that's where it's kind of a hassle you know mm-hmm. and it's never really worth it at the end of the day i also have a lot of clients that try to micromanage me so mm-hmm. if you're the reason i don't have a 9 to 5 or a boss is because i don't do micromanage you know what i mean <laughs> yes. so i would say the perfect client is is one that just not necessarily i'm not saying sit back and just let someone do what they want with your business mm-hmm. but Realize that I have your best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. Realize that I'm only going to you know, I'm going to do my best As if your business is my baby, I'm going to coddle it. I'm going to, I only want the best for you. And mm-hmm. I think that people need to understand that, but it's difficult because a lot of people may have been burned by previous publicists. So they may be skeptical mm-hmm. or hesitant. So it's a lot of, you know, work that we have to do a lot of relationship building that we have to do. But essentially yeah. at the end of the day, I just want to work. And if people just want to see themselves thrive and they want somebody that's really going to come in and build their brand from the ground up, mm-hmm. that is the perfect client,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Got you. Totally. So like, because hmm, you're not, a, I mean, are you a designer? Do you design or do you, are you mostly relationships? I would like to just stay in my lane. Okay.
1: I don't want to claim that I'm anything but- <laughs> you know, a public relations manager or publicist. I dip and dabble in Canva or Adobe <laughs> InDesign or Illustrator, but I really don't that want to. That's because, not your thing. Yeah, no, I'm in a position where I want to grow and in order for me to do that, I have to be able to delegate. I can't be a one-man show. I really just want to stay in my lane. But gotcha. I have the opportunity to outsource to other professionals like yourself mm-hmm. and help
0: build your business as well. Gotcha. So how How would you describe your style? Like when you like, I, I know you just said your, your montage. You're your very you're multifaceted. You can go over here, go over there, go over there. And I noticed that when um when your zoom came on, your montage was in different colors. And I see that you have the different colors on your outfit. So like, <laughs> how would you describe your style? Like your overall style. When somebody meets you, like what can they what would they expect? And like when you your 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 personal style. Like when 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 they you know it's like okay we about to we about to work with Camille. Like when you come up in there, like what's the vibe that's kind of laid down for when they come to see you. So I don't know how to talk to my, about myself. And I don't want this to
1: come <laughs> out in a funny way. But this, is where you this.
0: this is where you teach your This is where you teach your heart. Yeah, <horn>. thank you. <laughs>
1: but I'm glad that you asked me that because I feel like I used to have this light about me. When I would come into a room, it was okay. like everybody was looking like, I don't know if it's because I'm so tall. I'm 5'11, so it's like I would command everybody's attention, but mm-hmm. I don't want attention. I that's why probably I'm in public relations because I want to be the woman behind the woman. Okay. You know what I mean? I want to be behind the scenes. But I don't know what it is that I feel like I've kind of dimmed my own light in that way. I would say that I have a presence when any room that I come into, but I've kind of like You know what I mean? I kind of try to hide from it. And I'm a little disappointed in myself for that. I think, and it wasn't until I actually had a tarot card reading recently that a woman told me that it's time for me to step into my true power, that I have the opportunity to propel. And she saw it in the card that I was bringing up a whole group and community of women and encouraging them to step into their power as well. That was amazing to me that I had that. And I'm like, dad, imagine if I had stepped into my light back then, Mm -hmm. years ago you know, but that's one thing that I do want to tell people. When you get me Montage PR, you're getting a ball of fire. You're getting passion. You're getting someone just like I'm communicating now. This is how passionate I am about all of the brands that I represent. And I think that you want somebody on your side, you know, that when you're not present, they're going to be able to communicate about your business and your messages just as well as you would. So yes. I want people to know that that's what you give from Montage PR, not just somebody who's looking at it from a check, but somebody
0: who's really, like, investing invested in you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So what would you say was the most important step that you took when you started out? Like, what was, what would you say was one of those things that, like, actually defined, not even defined it, but what's very important that you realized, like, dang, I'm glad I did that, you know, when you first started out? So if somebody was looking to do it, you know, they can put that in For the back sure. of their mind. The
1: most important I would say is establishing that foundation for my business. I'm glad that I had someone and I will say in my immediate, you know, family, my sister is um, a CPA. So she luckily was there to do that accounting for me. She was there to help me put me on the right path and tell me what it was that I needed to start a business. Because again, I didn't take business management. I don't know QuickBooks. I don't know. You know what I mean? That wasn't my lane. I never envisioned having my own business. Mm-hmm. So my sister has about five degrees, you know, they're all in business. So I'm okay. glad that I had that person that I could lean on that was going to guide me in the right path. You need to get incorporated. It's going to cost this much. This is how much it is for your corporate seal. You know, this is how you take, you know, minutes for your meetings. This is mm-hmm. how you sell portions of your business. You know, this, this is the difference between a sole proprietor and mm-hmm. Or, you know, LLC Mm. or Inc or, you know, what have you. Mm. I'm glad that I was able to be legitimate, that I got my business registered and licensed. That's so important because I would hate for somebody to go out and start building their brand and let somebody else just snatch Snatch it from under them. Absolutely. So that, that's the main thing that I want to convey to people. You know, a lot of people may be a hustler or they might throw up an Instagram page and start selling products immediately. Mm-hmm. People will steal your ideas so quickly. You have mm-hmm. to protect yourself.
0: So do you find that you're, not only are you representing brands, but that like you you end up helping them like fix the cracks that they didn't take care of? Like, you know, like sometimes when I come in here, but actually, I got to go way back down here and build the foundation for the house because it's like you, you built this house on air. Like, what, what is this? You know? Yeah. And so, like, sometimes I find that I'm, I'm coaching people in just the, you know, hey, do you, do you are you filed with the state yet? Like, you know, because in order yeah. for us to get this, this and this, you know, we got to make sure that I got these numbers. I need to be able to, you know put in these licenses and things like, do you have this? And they're like, huh, what? So like, do you find that when, especially with newer customers, newer clients, that you have to kind of build the foundation, like put some stone down first before you actually start, you know, representing them? absolutely Mm. um i would
1: say 80 percent of businesses that come to me Mm. don't have that foundation in place and that's the problem everyone sees that glitz and the glamour and they want to be on the news and they want to be famous it's all about everyone wants to be a celebrity however are you set up properly you know a lot of people come to me and they don't even have their social media set up (sighs) Mm. or they have five different social media handles they're that different. Drives me crazy. <laughs> all different. You know, I literally have to say, okay, let's reel it back in because consistency is key. I literally Man. may have to go there and make, you know, instead of Camille Davis on Instagram and Montage Public Relations on Twitter and Montage PR on Facebook, I may have to clean all of that up and make sure that we're operating. So where people Google you, all that they need to do is put in Montage PR and everything all comes come up, up because it's all consistent. I literally, that's one of the conversations I have the most is about <laughs> business.
0: Like, get so this like you
1: said, yeah, a lot of people they don't have that business paperwork in place. I'm not gonna represent you and get sued for you. I'm well. not gonna do it. I'm not going to allow you to just use any type of color codes and not have a brand identity. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to get sued if target sues you for using their target color red or Penn state blue, you -hmm. know, people need to understand that there's a lot to building a brand to trademarking and to registering their products, you know, Mm -hmm. and I want to make sure that they do it in a right way because how are you going to grow? It's no going back later. Oh
0: yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, you preaching, I'm like, yes. It's like, yeah,
1: wait. Thank you.
0: How has business... We've been on punishment for like 10 weeks now, going on... Yeah, mm. 10 weeks. It's been about 10 weeks now we've been on punishment. Although, I heard Marilyn just opened up again. <laughs> like, they moved on to phase five, and I don't think that's a good idea. Although, D.C. hasn't yet, right? D.C.
1: this weekend, and I'm not here for oh. any of it. I will still be
0: home. <laughs> so, how has business been since the 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 punishment start. I call it the punishment because everybody says quarantine, but it's been more of a suggestion than a mandate. So like, how how have things been for you since then?
1: Absolutely, I'm not gonna lie. It's been difficult. That's the horrible part. I never prepared for pandemic, and if this taught us (laughs) anything, it's how to prepare. Mm -hmm. how to pivot, how to make sure that we have something in reserve, you know, because in the past year I shifted to representing only small businesses. I'm really Mm -hmm. investing in women-owned, black-owned, brown-owned businesses because those are the people that need us the most. Mm -hmm. Those are the people who may not have a budget for public relations and maybe that's the reason why these small businesses are failing within the first two to five years of startup. So I've really been trying to focus on them identifying those gaps. How can we subsidize, you know, some type of budget so that you can afford somebody like me to, you know, promote your business and constantly keep you on the mind of your customer. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, with small businesses, public relations is the first to go. Mm -hmm. With all of my clients, most of them had to shut down. They can't Mm -hmm. afford to pay me or to, you know, to continue on with public relations or Mm -hmm. if their business is on standstill, why do they need PR at this time? You know, so Mm -hmm. that was real for me. I literally got down to zero on my client list Mm. and I had to rebuild from the bottom because of the pandemic. But I will say on the positive side, the pandemic has allowed me the opportunity to pour into myself. I've been freelancing, getting out there, you know, practicing more of my writing you know I can't just sit here and wait for the pandemic to be over no I still need to keep my writing fresh you know Mm -hmm. I've been using this opportunity to do a little bit of self-care you know on myself but also most importantly I've been using the opportunity to build my profile so I've been doing a lot of interviews like you know (laughs) this platform right here getting the message out about what it is that I do making myself a face so that people can relate to me know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. I can share my story. So I'm just so proud of those opportunities that I've been able to share my story. And I think in that I'm able to kind of resonate with people, you know, and connect them a different
0: way. So in other words, you're finally getting the time to let your light shine, huh? Finally.
1: (laughs) You know, things happen for a reason, right?
0: Yeah, I would say that. So what would you say helped you the most with like honing in on your niche? I know this wasn't on the outline, but like what, what helped you the most with like like kind of honing in? Like I know you said you just recently decided you were going to do small businesses and you explained why. But like before, what sphere were you in and like what I guess what made it resonate with you the most?
1: Yeah, I guess before this, I was all about representing celebrities or known brands because in order to get myself known, you know, I had to have that clout. You know, had had I had it. to mm-hmm. have those notches on my belt because, unfortunately, that's the first thing that people ask you. What celebrity we have you represented? mm mm-hmm. That's the superficial world that we live in. You know, unfortunately, it's not about the good work that you do. The fact that I had an award-winning PR campaign at Rowan University, they don't ask that. They want to know, you know, can you get me
0: in, you know, such and such. (laughs) Can I get on the radio? I'm trying to get on the radio. Wait, 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 wait.
1: (laughs) So, you know, that's been, you know, the biggest hurdle for me is trying to established what do I want to be known for, you know? And I don't think that it was until the death of Nipsey Hussle last March Mm -hmm. that I really sat back and realized, like, what's my contribution, you know? Mm -hmm. What, at the end of the day, what's going to be my legacy? What am I leaving behind? And and yeah, I could pass my business on to my son, but what impact am I making on society and my local community? And you being from the DMV, you know how important it is for small businesses to sustain themselves in this area. Mm -hmm. You know, we're being heavily gentrified at this moment and small businesses the Asian community, the you know, black-owned businesses, the brown-owned businesses—they're being forced out yep, just to yep, build yep, up condominiums. It's so important that we invest in these people because they make our communities thrive. They bring the culture, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just been my commitment. Like I really applaud Nipsey for what he was doing in his community, and mm-hmm. I didn't even know that man, but his death really like affected me. a lot of
0: people. It yeah. Really
1: affected But it inspired me as well. So that's why I'm committed to being here for small business owners, particularly in my area.
0: That's interesting because when I moved from the D.C. area and I went to school, I went to Clark. And uh, around that time, that's kind of when all of that started back in 2004. And I remember someone saying, yes, yeah, not Chocolate City no more. It's going to be chocolate vanilla swirl. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, are you serious? And that cool. that's a lot of what's happening. I Actually, my dad has been an entrepreneur for as long as I've I, as long as I know he's been you know he had his day job but then he had his side hustle that he was always doing and I'm like part of this why I became an entrepreneur is because I always knew I was gonna own my own business mm. yeah I saw him working all night but I, that's all I saw I didn't know nothing about Sweet. how to run a business but I knew that it was like okay this is it you know like yeah. well, I'm I'm not gonna be working for nobody forever like I can't do that yeah. <laughs> so and, and even my personality I, I will work with you but I can't work for you forever. Yes, like, yes. I, I can't do that. So I, I totally feel, you know, like, I, I, I see the contrast, but I feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can feel like I ain't know nothing about running a business until I got out there. And they were like, yeah, so you have this? And I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> what's that? Where do I get it? You know, <laughs> where should I go? And I found out, you know, through trial and error. I was in Atlanta and I was trying to file, you know, I was trying to, what was I? I was trying to get a, I was trying to get a storefront. I was trying to get a storefront. I ain't know. I just knew I want a store. I want a place where yeah. people can find me. They were like, "Why well, are you registered?" And I was like, "Am I what?" And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so when I was calling around to figure out what to do, that's when I found out. Well, you need to register with the state for this, and you need to call the city, make sure you got your license for this, and you need to and insurance like,
1: and, what?
0: and yeah. And I was like, okay, that's not my life. Like I don't, I don't want a storefront <laughs> no more. I'll just work <laughs> at my house. <laughs> I don't want to do that no more. I don't want it. I don't want it. So that kind of brings us back down to, like, what for someone who is looking for your experience, for your service, for a person, a customer, for a new client, what is some advice you would give to them when they're looking for a professional that has your skill set? What should they do when vetting a professional, when looking for you? What should they be? What should they think about?
1: Well, number one, you have to have a budget. You know, a lot of people want to pick your brain they Mm -hmm. want to ask you questions or you know how did you get started like I don't mind pulling other people up as I rise you know because I feel like we have the responsibility to do so Mm -hmm. however I think that people need to also value the expertise you know so if you're real I think that someone like me finds somebody really serious when they come to them and they say how can I book a consultation Mm-hmm. And it's not even about the money for me because for me, I charge $150 for our consultation. But if you sign up for my services, I take that 150 dollars off your first month's retainer. Mm-hmm. It's literally about having to protect myself, my mm-hmm. time, my mind, my ideas. Mm-hmm. I've literally sat down and given people a whole layout. You know, we immediately start brainstorming. They write down all your ideas. They take it and and, then they, and they never come back and hire you. So that's the one thing that I would tell people that are looking for someone to represent them is to value them and their time. You know, value <laughs> their expertise. Establish a budget. Um, so that you can sit down with them. And I'm not saying, pay everybody, pay four different five publicists before you decide who is right for you. Mm-hmm. Ask those questions. Ask them, do you have a background in public relations? Is it a traditional background? Do you have a degree or is this something that you know, a lot of people, maybe I worked for the news, but now I started my own public relations business. Mm-hmm. So that may speak to you because I already come with a whole pocket of or a whole Rolodex or a whole, you know, contact list Mm -hmm. so maybe somebody that's in the industry is is right for you maybe you know if you want to have maybe you want to you know someone to represent you that's in your own niche you know some publicists only do beauty public relations some Mm -hmm. publicists only work with entertainment i would say that that second thing that you're looking for is what industry do they work in? You know, Mm -hmm. what type of clients do they represent? Those are the types of questions that you should be asking someone, not off the break, listen to my song, or, you know, (laughs) I have so many people in my inbox just sending me a video, not even a hello. You know, not even trying to start a relationship with me. You know, rude,
0: huh?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Unfortunately, I just I don't know what it's about. I don't know if people just don't know what public relations is. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to ask. DM those are questions you can DM somebody. Hey, what is public relations? Mm -hmm. Not what can you do for me? Right. Can you just tell me what does a publicist do?
0: hmm.
1: And then I think that right there going into that relationship, you'll have a clear idea and everything's on the table, you know, of what you can do for me versus what I need to do for okay, myself. You know what I mean? Mm hmm.
0: Yeah. OK. Well, th- you know what? Thank you for that, because a lot of people don't know what public relations is. And I appreciate the fact that you laid that all out when you first started. It was like, look, this is what I do. And Thank this you. is why you need to <laughs> hire me not just because I can do this for you but this is what I do and this is why you need me and it's like oh I didn't even know it was that deep. Like I, I, I had no idea. Like I knew there was public relations and I knew that I need a PR in order to get over there. Like I, I knew from, to get from point A to point B, I need somebody in the middle to connect me, but I would for have sure. no idea that I need to look for someone who specializes in small businesses or I need to find somebody who specializes in beauty or I need to find somebody who specializes in entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess it makes sense because even with, even with design, like does some designers specifically work with nonprofits or specifically mm. work with beauty specifically mm. work with product design you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I, I really do appreciate that you laid that all out so there's like there's no question so one thing for sure if you need it explained if you need clarity <laughs> yes. you speak with Camille because she gonna lay it out for you so there's no question where you where your money going so with that we have moved on to the fun part The random questions. Okay. (laughs) Like I've said before, I want this to become not just a place for us to shine, but also a place where, kind of like a resource for other people who are looking for professionals with our skill sets to have a place to find us, but also to get to know you a little bit. Because, you know, one of my philosophies is, you know, people buy from those who they feel connected with, who they feel like they know. And so, in order to do that, I got to ask some personal questions. And I like, extreme personal <laughs> not invasive personal <laughs> but it's so that you know we kind of get a feel for you you know so it's like for oh sure yeah I like her she like Moscato I like Moscato I need to her. Sure. you know that kind of deal you know what I'm saying <laughs> so <laughs> what is your favorite I'm a foodie so half of these questions are no. going to be about food but what's your mm-hmm. favorite style of food style I like any
1: and all food
0: okay but what's I your would- favorite
1: Seafood, I would kind of say. I guess is. I wish I could say Thai or Vietnamese or. I, I, no, I guess it's just seafood. I'm a turkey girl. I like my steak and I like my seafood.
0: Blue crabs. Blue crabs. I mean, we're
1: native. That's that's it.
0: You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Maybe it's
1: a deep Right. It's got to be a D.C. How you
0: live on the bay? And you don't like scallops? Like I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> right. Like it's just. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could pick any famous person from the past to spend a day with who would it be
1: oh my gosh that's a really good one should i i mean i never thought of that like if i could get like nipsey hustle back do they have to is this dead or a lot you said from the past
0: from the past i mean if they was in the past but they still alive but they are just not relevant then that works too yeah Okay.
1: Well, clearly Nipsey hustle because it's like, give me some wisdom. Give me, you know <laughs> what I mean? What should I do, Sensei, you know? All right. Um, I think that would definitely be one. Well, let me
0: think. I heard he was, like, really heavy into robotics, too. Really? Like, he was big on tech. Like, he was one of those smart kids, but he was cool. And so, That's like, really one cool. of his initiatives was, like, bringing kids into STEM programs. Oh, yeah. that's really cool. Like when I heard that, I was like, what? Let me find out. He was a blur. How about that? What? Yeah.
1: Wow. That's crazy. I love, God bless the nerds the weirdos, <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, for sure. I don't know. I haven't really thought of that from the past. I guess Michael Jackson. I mean, who, you know, uh, Michael Jackson was just amazing. And what he did for our culture in particular, like I'm still amazed by him just this week. Actually, so I don't know if you, you you've heard the song The 2C Slide by Drake, right? Mm-hmm. So every time the song comes on or the video, my son's like Michael Jackson. I'm like, oh no, no, no. That's I'm gonna nip this in the book. baby. <laughs> <Ray B>. I'm <laughs> child of mine not gonna know who Michael Jackson is. So the past like two weeks, he's been obsessed, back-to-back, really? back, thriller, bad, beat it, like learning the moves, learning the words. And I feel so proud, like that was like my black history lesson in a sense, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think every child needs to know how great, you know, these people were and how far they brought us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just amazing to me now that I get to go back and look at his videos and that, that he got to do this for our culture. You know, right. like, wow. Wow. Those trailblazers, like, I respect them. Any of them. Pick one. I want to sit down with one.
0: (laughs) You know what? That is such a PR answer. That is such a politically (laughs) correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, do you partake in spirits and libations?
1: That is so funny that you would say that.
0: I do. I do. Which is your cocktail of choice? I'm about to say, what you mean? What What is your cocktail of choice? Which one do you enjoy the most? I don't.
1: I'm a wine girl, to be honest, and I only say that because, like, recently I've needed a glass of wine just to even put me to sleep. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't drink to necessarily get drunk. Mm -hmm. I literally wine just makes me sleepy. So the past three nights, like, I was literally talking to my manager last night, like, "Girl, I guess I gotta go get some wine to (laughs) wind down." That's my only like time for myself, but I wouldn't say Mm -hmm. that that's necessarily like my favorite. If I had to take it back. I say like a lemon drop. I used to be shopping up those lemon drops yes. when I was in Penn State. Okay? Yes. <laughs> this is a Red Bull and vodka girl to be
0: honest. Turn up. If you
1: really want me to tell it all. But I think up, I'll calm down a little bit now that I'm a mom. Turn up. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm more of a brown girl because I'm I'm trying to cut out the sugar. Mm-hmm. I'm realizing, you know, you learn how to drink after the years, and I, yes. I think the sugar is a problem for the hangovers <laughs> and the getting sick. So I just eliminate it straight to the shot. Cut to the chase. Right.
0: You know, let's back. do it. Be done, and let's let's get this going. Let's get this going. <laughs> right. That's funny. You said that you're right, and that's kind of, like, one of the things that's kind of helped you through this quarantine, like, kind of, like, your self-care. So, like, what are some of the ways that you you find that help you to pull you out of your creative funk? Like, all of us hit one. All of us hit a creative funk. So, like, what do you find that helps you kind of come up out of that? Mm. You know,
1: recently, I just mentioned my manager. I literally had to bring somebody on my team, and she's the one that I call. Like, sometimes... You have to do that with a colleague because sometimes your friends don't understand, you Mm -hmm. know, sometimes the family doesn't understand what it's like. You're creative. You know, you have to be inspired. Some days you just aren't inspired to work. Some Mm -hmm. days, you know, I can be I don't want to get out the bed some days. And that's real. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that I'm in the middle. I'm getting all the no's so that my client never has to see that. You
0: know, I might have
1: to send 300 pitches just to land one booking for them on the news or one interview for them. They don't see how that's affecting me mentally. I take those blocks and I take those hits mm-hmm. that they'll never have to see, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have to have somebody in place. Like I have my manager when I'm just like, girl, I don't want to do this no more. She's literally had to talk me off the ledge. You have to have people like Ashley that are pouring into you before I even start a meeting and telling me how awesome and amazing I am because your clients are not going to tell you that. They're not going to say, thank you. They're not (laughs) going to say, Oh my God, you know, you saved my business. It's just not going to happen. So you have to have, you know, that support team. You have to have that somebody that kicks your kicks you in the butt. You know, sometimes we all need a little
0: kick in the butt. Business besties y'all. That's what we need. Business besties. Yeah. So do
1: you travel? Unfortunately, I haven't in a while.
0: What's the last time I even went somewhere? I can't say. We need to fix that, ma'am. I mean, yeah, That's right it. now is not the best time because everybody got the cooties, but, but we need to fix that, ma'am. You we we need to that. travel. Whenever I
1: travel, it's like for work. So I can't even say the last time I had fun travel. You know, it's like if I'm going to New York because I'm planning like a Fashion week event for a client, or have stylists that I'm trying to get, you know, front row at shows. I'm mm-hmm. never here just to have fun or go see the freaking, you know, Christmas tree lights. Or mm-hmm. I've never done that. I've never been to Juniors for a slice of cheesecake. Like I want to do that. I know I've never, <laughs> I've never been to Myrtle Beach. Like it just doesn't make. I'm, I don't even want to tell you I've never been to Ocean City. Well, ain't nothing in Ocean City. I mean. Okay. <laughs> I've been to Miami, but I've been there to work. Yeah, work just- work. yeah. Well, Ocean yeah. City
0: ain't that big a deal. I mean ain't, ain't nothing there but the boardwalk and half of that is shut down and old and broke down and ain't nothing in Ocean yeah. City. But okay, so we need to add that to your must-do list of twenty twenty-one. You gotta go somewhere. And no. you need to report. I'm giving you call work. You got to you got to go somewhere and enjoy yourself. No working, leave your laptop. You gotta take your phone, know. leave your laptop. Do your computer. Just enjoy yourself. That sounds great to your manager. Just set yourself. I'm for real. You got. You got to. And and then, and, and that goes into the self care. Like we work, and that, that's part of the reason why the, the podcast is called "F the Glitter." Like what we do is so unsparkly, and it's not always glamorous, and it's not always you know like this wonderful, beautiful. Like no, the beautiful part is after I've already sweated and got tired of looking at it and said, "Man." If F this job and then it was like, No, nah, I need this job. <laughs> and you know, coming back and you know, getting that re you know, centered and and doing all of that. And then, you know, then we don't take care of ourselves because like, no, I gotta work, I gotta work, I gotta work, because we are entrepreneurs. And, yeah, and, and, and you, you gotta you gotta take a break. You gotta take a break. You gotta take a break. So Isn't I'm, I'm not supposed to be fussing at you. <laughs> please, please. But no, like that add that to your list of things for Camille. <laughs> Okay. We gotta take a trip okay. and do that. Girl, the queens be so mad. Okay, if they, they will
1: be okay. Get-
0: oh they will be so mad let me let them know at the beginning of the year that from june to whatever you ain't gonna be available so (laughs) they need to schedule all their stuff around it because you won't be answering the phone i'm gonna edit this out let me tell you i even have clients like (laughs) so are
1: you gonna be the one representing me or like they don't even i'll be like well i do have an intern i have account man no i only want you on my business and you just have no idea. Like, ah, uh, that scares me. Like, oh, <laughs> you're gonna
0: riot. <laughs> well, well, we're gonna add this to our to our to our thing. We we gonna yes. we gonna schedule some time for some serious self care where you can be like, oh. I'm Thank so you. refreshed, and I, 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 can can smell smell it. It I can smell it on the world. Smell it, smell it. That ocean water coming smell. through. Yes, it sounds so good. Okay. Personally, I think mimosas are gross, but pina coladas are great. So just get, the, get, that, get that in your, let, let, let's do it. So, see, there we go. We, have, we had a coaching session just now. All right. Thank so. you. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious.
0: Thank you. Uh, but with that, I need you to tell me and tell our listeners where they can find you. Where can they find Montage PR? What's your website, social media handles? Uh, What do you have coming up? Like, what's up? What do we need to know about Camille so we can send you some money? What's
1: up? Oh, you're amazing. Thank you. Well, I do have a website, montagepr.com. But as we were saying offline, that I haven't been the best um, about, you know, working on my website because I'm so busy working on other people and investing in them that I really don't take the time to invest in myself. And when I move so quickly, it's kind of hard to go back and dig through the archives of 10 years worth of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to put onto a website in a couple sentences. So that's been my struggle. I took everything down I just put up a list of my services and again because most people just ask what's your Instagram you know that's the new business card. You, I'm not even passing out business cards anymore. When I meet people in person, what's your Instagram? They want to see you right then and there. They want to connect. They want to follow you. So mm-hmm. that's been my best bet. And I've been sh- telling people, I can show you better than I can tell you. So that's been kind of my, you know, check out my Instagram for my visual story. So speaking of Instagram, you can follow me there at Montage PR as well M O N T A G E P R. I'm also on Facebook at Montage PR. I'm on Twitter at Montage PR. Pretty much. If you put in Montage PR, you are going to find me.
0: All right. Well, we are following right now. Do you have anything coming up? I know you said you write. Are you, uh, do you, are you releasing a book or? You know what?
1: Where is this book? Oh, I was just starting to read this book. And this, let me just say, if you don't mind me moving off camera for one second. Oh, no, you did good. We were talking about self-care. I started this yesterday. And I'm sorry that I'm using this platform to promote somebody else, but Mary Patterson is amazing. Mary Patterson authored Don't Block Your Bloom. And this is for me, y'all. It's bloom season. It's my time. I'm ready to grow and shine. So I actually opened this book yesterday and I started it and I'm committed to just doing this for myself, even if it's just 15 minutes of a day, you know, to, to work on this. So with that being said, you guys can catch me over at Women for the Culture. That's one initiative that I'm doing. And I'm highlighting women like this every single day, women for the culture, women that are not just entrepreneurs and starting businesses, but women who are moms and staying at home because we can find inspiration in, in, in each of us. You know, I think that it's all about global sisterhood at the moment. So I'm really trying to push that as much as I can. So I'm always interviewing celebrities, entrepreneurs. I host Women to Watch Wednesday over Women uh, for the Culture, where I show you women that, again, you need to watch, that are Mm -hmm. making headway in our culture. I'm always writing for womenfortheculture.com about entrepreneurs, about self-care, about inspiration for women, about empowerment. You know, I'm giving business tips. So if you want to go over there for that free information and you're looking for somebody to, you know, bring you that joy every day or help you step into your purpose, that is the outlet for you, women from the culture. Other than that, I'm also working on my own platform, Meet the Media, where I've been interviewing People like you, women that are behind the brands, women of color that are behind the podcast, that are producing the shows, that are booking the guests. You know, we may see our typical news anchor, you know, but what about the people behind the scenes, the showrunners, the executives, the VPs that are making sure that our stories are heard? So Mm -hmm. I'm particularly committed to showing all of the women of color in the media industry so that people can see that it's people like them and they're the reasons, you know, why I'm able to tell all of these stories. So those are kind of like my two big passions right now. And I'm super fired up. You, I'm gonna send you my Instagram page. I posted.
0: I already followed. Oh,
1: <laughs> I posted an advertisement and I don't know if you're familiar with Destination DC and cultural tourism, but my graduate degree is in Tourism. I have a master's of tourism administration. Okay. So the other day, somebody sent me an advertisement by Cultural Tourism and Destination DC where it said, Discover the Real DC. Okay? Mm-hmm. The advertisement had three Caucasian women in it. I was floored. And it's not even about the fact that they're Caucasian. I went to Penn State, like, come on, like, let's be real. I'm the most diverse of the diverse. But this really kind of disgusted me. And I was like, why am I striving towards race relations, when the real state is this, that they're trying to erase us, they're trying to Act like this is not, yeah, it may not be Chocolate City. It may be a melting pot, but that's not culture. So I'm committed to shutting everybody down, particularly in our area. And I am so invested in making sure that we are seen and that we are not erased from the story. So you guys follow me? I'm kind of like an activist and an advocate (laughs) for so many different, you know, voiceless groups. That's like that's what's next. I, I wish I could say that I had an event coming up, but no, I'm still social distancing. You will not see me in public mm-hmm. for a while, but you know, you can definitely check me out on Instagram in particular because I'm promoting all of those different movements. Well, that is what's up. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you back. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Yes.
0: So with that, though, I, I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you speaking with me. I appreciate you spending this time with me. You know, it's Thursday morning, but you know, it's well, it's afternoon for you. But it's Thursday morning over here, and, and you know, like everybody's still sleep. I'm surprised, actually. But um,
1: <laughs> you know, I was so tired before I got on here because I accomplished so much before eleven or noon. You know, really? <laughs> that what they even accomplish in their day. I was so tired, but you have really just brightened me up and like I'm really excited to go and finish taking on the day. So thank you for bringing that smile and this, you know, your energy because It's definitely contagious, that's for sure.
0: Well, let's do this then. Let's do this then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the F the Glitter podcast. I'm your host, Ashley of A. Louise Creative, where we shine a spotlight on women of color in the industry of graphic design, brand design, marketing strategy, and brand strategy. A special thanks to my guests for joining us today. And we'll be here next week for our next episode of F the Glitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast, broadcast station itunes spotify google cast and others we look forward to seeing you next week